The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Save our wildlife. Save the environment. Save our world. It all starts with a little knowledge. Welcome to Our Wild World with L.A. Weiss. There is so much that's being done and can be done with help from specialists and marginalized community groups to you. We'll discuss the future of Africa, the wildlife, and the people, and show you how it affects the entire planet. Now, here is Ellie Weiss from the Wild Eyes Foundation. And Merry, Merry Christmas to you all from our wild world. We've got a white Christmas happening here in the Rocky Mountains in Colorado. So I hope if you've got snow that you're uh, looking forward to a white Christmas. And if you're in those warm temperatures, decorate and light up a palm tree for me. Um, it's Christmas. So what does that mean? You know, as Chris Kringle said in the wonderful movie Miracle on 34th Street, Christmas isn't just today. It's a state of mind. And I think we all sort of feel that. It's not, we, we, we get sort of hung up in all the craziness and the consumerism and the TV and the push to commercialize Christmas that sometimes we uh, forget in this, all this busyness that it really is about more than that. It's the time of year when we look for ways to fulfill a spiritual need, to be involved in something greater than ourselves, uh, a way to give back to our world, those we love and those in need. We reach out to strangers and we want to find a connection. And uh, today those connections are a little harder to find with our technology and our TV and our busy lives and our world. And that's part of what this show is about, to take a little time, a little breather, and learn a little more about our wild world. Because even while we're doing our busy day, that wild world is out there doing its day. Wildlife is going around uh, doing what it does, finding a place, shelter, finding food, finding a place to stay warm and being safe. And that's what Wild Eyes Foundation is about, is helping to protect and conserve our wild world. Wherever that wild world may be, we can all take part in making the world we want to have for the future. So speaking of the future, according to the Mayan calendar, our world ended. Um, I think it's more like the Mayan could not begin to imagine a world that we live in today, just as we can't begin to imagine the world in which the Maya lived. Our world has changed so, so very much. And in some ways, it's so much for the better. We're able to connect with each other. We're able to get involved. We can travel. Uh, most of us have a, a security and a food security and a lifestyle that we enjoy. But at the same time, that 
larger connection seems to have also made the world smaller. I think a lot of times we feel more alone than we have before. Uh, we're connected through our technology, but are we really connected person to person, neighbor to neighbor, loved one to loved one in family? We're so spread out now. Um, like even for me, my work and my friends and my family over in Africa, it's a very hard time of year to be here in the Rocky Mountains and not be spending time with them. But I do reach out and connect with them nonetheless through my organization, Wild Eyes Foundation. And uh, we keep things going. And there's a way, a lot of ways, you can all become involved. It's time for us to think about this new world that we're living in. If you want to look at it as the, the second or third day of the post-Maya calendar and a world that we can create, we need to think about what kind of world that's going to be. What do we want? Do we want to uh, reduce our stress levels? Do we want to go to wild places and recall and remember and reconnect with that which is outside this busy urban life? Um, instead of taking an armchair safari, actually get out and go see the world. Reduce some of the busyness and make room, mental room, emotional room for quiet time. To think about the grass waving out in the big grass plains or the sound of snow falling on a moving snow-covered river, or the sound of a lion cub in a rainstorm. There's so many other things out there in our wild world that connect us to this larger existence that we have, even in today where it's such a globalization, where everything feels connected, everything feels busy, everything is rushed. I'm here to remind you that there are still places in our world where that's not the case, that it moves at a much slower pace. It moves at the pace of wildlife. It moves at the pace of wilderness. There's uh, sudden action crisis-filled times where someone is having to make a life or death choice. Someone will be around tomorrow and someone won't, but if someone won't, and by someone I mean a what an animal, wildlife, I have a tendency to call them people or someone's or my friends, they are our fellow earthlings. And uh, in this circle of life and death, which is nature, things continue on. But we need to make a decision. Is that what we want in our world moving forward? Do we want wildlife? Do we want wild creatures and wild spaces where we can escape to? Uh, in terms of aesthetics and mental, mental well-being, psychology, we need, as humans, we need these places to go to. I've talked about it before. Take a look at your car advertisements. Take a look at the, any advertisement just about right now on TV, unless it's for toys, that, uh, you're escaping to someplace quieter. You're escaping to someplace where you're more relaxed, where it feels like, okay, let's say the good old days. We have the opportunity to make these the good days and tomorrow the good days and not have regrets. We have the choice in our everyday activities to decide right now in the clap of a hand or the blink of an eye what kind of world we want. And uh, in creating wildness and in saving and protecting wildness, it needs our help uh, as we go about living our Busy urban days for those of us, the majority of us uh, out here who don't live 
directly connected to wilderness, especially in a deeply urbanized area like a big city, Chicago, L.A., for uh, extreme cases, or Denver, or um, even your small city where you still, or town where you still have some rural areas around you. It's not often that we get to interact and interface directly on a day-to-day basis with wild and with wilderness. Um, the wilderness is there. It uh, doesn't affect us. It doesn't need us. It doesn't love us back. Well, excuse me, it does affect us. It affects our frame of mind. But it doesn't love us back. It is up to us to love wildlife and love wilderness so that we can keep it there. It's aesthetically important to every living being on this planet, not only those who create the and drive the architecture of our landscape and those things that we humans need and the services as it provides for us, but simply because it needs to be there. Our world, our wild world has just as much right to exist outside of our interference, our dependence, our entertainment, or our need as we do. We are one of many, many beings on this planet in this connected web of life and uh, a spiritual connection that is much bigger than just my little physical package or your little physical package. Um, we're connected as we move into space and move through space. Uh, the space between us, the space that connects us, we are affecting each other and our community and our neighborhood and our wild world. So let's get involved. Let's decide the kind of planet we want to have. Uh, let's think about wilderness. Let's think about what's going on out there. Let's think about how you can help. There is so much that you can do by getting involved, whether it's uh, donating, of course, to a variety of fabulous projects and organizations out there working toward making our world a better place, to just making some small reorientations in your everyday life. Our world is changing. It's a world the Maya would never recognize. This world is a world maybe many Africans wouldn't recognize. But then we would not, might not recognize the world of an African. So it's an opportunity. We all have the opportunity to go out and see the rest of the world. Uh, a lot of us are stuck in front of our TV or in our living room. We don't have the ability to physically travel to a place, but it's out there. Take a look. Um, check out our website, www.wildeyes.org, and the variety of kinds of projects that we uh, support. And if you'd like to call in and talk uh, about Christmas in your world, uh, the call-in number is 866-472-5788. I would love to hear from you um, in on this day before Christmas, Christmas Eve, and what kind of world you want. I'd like to hear your thoughts of what, you're, what you think is going on today, um, how we think we can change the world. Uh, what kind of wilderness do you live in? What kind of wilderness do you want on, on your planet, in your world? What does wilderness mean to you? Uh, what does wildlife mean to you? What kind of wildlife do you have? We'll talk to you in a bit. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. 
wildlife. No wild, no life. Big, scary, beautiful. Predators are in danger. Without them, our rivers dry up. Our forests don't grow. Our communities go hungry. Our biodiversity crumbles. Wildlife drives our planet's ecosystems. The wild effect. It's in our hands. Ellie founded Wild Eyes Foundation because she loves Africa and to remind us that there are more harmonious and less destructive ways to live on our planet. She does this so we may be able to look inside ourselves and understand the deeper partnerships that connect us all and to take responsibility for our lives and our earth. Africa is one of our last remaining wild places and the origins of humanity. It is irreplaceable. Africa is at a crossroads, on the brink of possibilities. We can choose to let its wildlife be lost forever, or we can help save it. In Africa, it is still possible to make a difference. Visit us at www.wildeyes.org to learn how you can make a difference. We only have one Earth. If we don't care, who will? W-I-L-D-I-Z-E dot O-R-G. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to Ellie Weiss and Our Wild World. We want to hear from you. Call into the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. If you'd rather send us an email, please send it to wildeyes at wildeyes.org. That's W-I-L-D-I-Z-E at W-I-L-D-I-Z-E dot O-R-G. Now, back to our wild world. Well, welcome back. Merry Christmas. Uh, during the break, I got an email from a gent who was unable to call in, Brad, and he brought up the point. He said, you know, I just don't think people care. And I think people do care. I think we care a lot. Um, uh, I think we get caught up in the busyness and the chaos and the noise in our minds, um, all the demands on our time. Uh, our children, our jobs, our email, the computer, the telephone, the cell phone, the texting, uh, the exercise, the need to uh, go shopping. There's so many demands on our time, and that's sort of what I mean by we've gotten into a larger, more complicated world. But I think people care. I think it's difficult for people to um, find the time to think outside themselves, to think outside the chaos in their mind of all the challenges they're facing. Um, a lot of people ask me, are people in Africa happy? That's one of the first things I always get asked when I'm talking about the community groups that I work with. Are they happy? And my response is, are you? I think happiness, uh, our def- definition of happiness has changed over the past 50 years since World War II and we made a safe world for um, everyone to move forward. We've, our technology, our, uh, 
governments, our communities, our industrialization, our food processes have changed by leaps and bounds, which technically should have made for a lot more leisure time. But that doesn't seem to have happened. It seems our time is less and less. And what we wish for is some mental room, a break, some peace and quiet. Well, it's there. It's out there. Um, wilderness and wildlife is there. And if we think about it just a little bit every day and think about what it is that we want out of our earth and in our busy day, maybe we can't go out there and do this. Not everybody can go out there and save the world on a daily basis. We're not all superheroes. We're not all conservationists. We're all not out there in the field. But there are those people like me who are. And all we need is you. Just a little bit of your time, just a little bit of your thought to think about something bigger um, about this world that supports us about wilderness about wildlife so when you're watching uh, an animal wildlife documentary pick up make a phone call go to the email make a donation do it right then and there it helps no matter how little how small or how large your donation is it all helps and it's needed because without your help we will lose eventually our wild world i don't want to talk about doom and gloom today um, on this eve of christmas and this spirit of uh, connectedness but our world has changed we are losing Losing a lot of our wilderness. Uh, we are losing a lot of the connecting spaces between us and our wild world. When you're watching a wildlife or wilderness documentary, it all feels so far away. And it is far away from your everyday world. But it's not that far away. It's all on this earth. Um, we may not be able to visit it. We may not be able to go join in on it. But isn't it beautiful to know that it's there? And it won't stay there unless we get involved and say we want it. We want wilderness in our world. We want wildlife. We want to know there will be a lion ranging in the red dawn and bringing the call of morning with its roar tomorrow morning, the next morning. We want to know there is a leopard hiding in the tree. We want to know that there are magnificent Elephants, the largest land mammal on our earth, walking through the savanna and designing the landscape, rearranging and being the architect between savannas and forest lands. We want to know that these animals will be there. We want to know that we could go to Africa and see them. We want to know we could go to the polar ice caps and see a polar bear, the penguins, or a fox in our yard, or our cats, um, our cats, big cats, cousins. That's our domestic cat. We don't want just that feeling of domestication and the world we humans have created. We need we humans to get involved in protecting and saving and conserving and loving the world that created us. 
So there's, let's flip that on its head. Where would we be without our wild world? Where would we be without this planet we call Earth? We are not above and beyond this planet. We are a part of its systems. Uh, we're getting a little out of control, though. Our population is increasing like crazy. Our need for land and resources is growing exponentially. Uh, the results of some of our actions on this planet are affecting our ability to have the planet survive for us. Climate change, drought, uh, pollution, CO2 emissions. It's, it's all coming home to roost, everybody. So we've been talking about this, we being conservationists, since 1965. The alarm bells went out. Rachel Carson, E.O. Wilson, you name it. The alarm has been ringing for a long time. Now it's gotten so long and we've put the snooze on too many times that we have to wake up. Our world is changing. What kind of a world do we want? So in this time of year, Christmas, a state of mind, not just a day, let's all just take some time and think about that. Let's talk to our friends. Let's care. Let's care and turn that care into action because ultimately it's our decision what kind of a wild world we want, whether we want wildness in it, whether we want wildlife in it, or we'd like it to all look like L.A. or um, you name it. I don't care what city, whatever thing that you can't stand the most and the thing that f- you fear the most and the thing that would make you saddest to lose on this wild world, our earth. Think about that and what you can do today, tomorrow, to change it, to turn it around. You can make a donation to Wild Eyes Foundation and we will put your contribution to work in any one of our 30 different projects, grantees across sub-Saharan Africa. We're working on lion conservation. Um, I, it's a particular bone I have to pick. In 50 years, our lion population has declined from 450,000 to less than 20,000 across its former range in Africa. There are a few pockets that have lions now. Do you want to see lions go away or would you like to help save them? We have several sub-Saharan lion conservation projects going on that need your help, that need your care, that need your attention and we're more than happy to tell you everything that's going on, where your money went, what your money's doing and what it's capable of of doing and the difference you, you have made immediately an immediate and impactful difference. Um, some other projects we're working on is just helping tribal people maintain their um, their diversity and their ability to continue on uh, living the way they want. And as much as I've talked about our world has changed, their world has changed. With the advent of cell phones and uh, computers, that's getting into the farthest reaches of Africa. And it is making an impact. But interestingly enough, I see it making a really fabulous impact because what was an emerging or third world country has emerged. They are connected. They are getting access. And this is making a huge difference in the ability to move conservation forward. One of the biggest problems in making conservation is 
happen is disconnection. If you're working in an area and they don't have access to the larger world and what's going on and the things that are out there to help them accomplish their goals, just like it's out there to help us accomplish our goals, then it's difficult to turn conservation around on the ground. But that's changing. It's changing big time, and I'm thrilled. It's thrilling. Um, I have seen so many changes over the past 20 years since I first started working in Africa. And um, since I first started working and 20 years ago in Africa, let's say Kenya. Um, in Kenya in 1993, the political conversations could not be had. It was not a free country. It was not a democracy. And then by 2004, 2005, people started talking about politics. You could get a word in. You People were not so covered in fear. Um, and by 1997, they had free elections. They have another election coming up here soon. So it's it's emerged. It, think, think of us back to uh, a couple hundred years ago, being a young country. You can look at uh, and creating our systems. You can see a lot of what's going on in Africa as uh, they work out the problems and uh, civil wars, yes, those kinds of things, but it is reaching a goal of finding a way to function in the future in this changing world. And uh, so as much as it's changing here and we feel isolated and smaller and uh, more alone, the same things are are flip-flopped over in Africa. Um, They're feeling more and more connected. So how do we fix that? How do we fix this flip-flop from what used to feel very disconnected and isolated emerging worlds, Africa, they used to call it the dark continent, and being discovered? Well, it's discovered itself. It's uh, it's making huge changes, and some of those changes uh, are for the better. Some of them are not quite so good, but who can say that that's any different anywhere else? The, my biggest fear is some of the changes in Africa in its leap to uh, better health care, longer lives, lower mortality rate, healthier children, higher education is we've got more people in the system. Uh, we've got 7 billion people on the world uh, today. That happened November 1st of night, uh, 2012. November 1st, 2012, 7 billion people. So where are we going to be in five years? How many more people are we going to have? Are we going to find a way to say, okay, what are we going to do with what we've got? Let's take care of the people in the system, the people who need health care, the people who need jobs, the people who need help, the people who are fighting uh, to survive and live and keep wildlife and wilderness uh, combined with us, connected to us. Um, I guess what I'm talking about when I say these areas, I'm talking about those boundary and buffer areas. Not the isolated wilderness where you feel like you have suddenly stepped off uh, the everyday world and find yourself in the middle of absolute wilderness with not another living human being around. But you still had to get there. And between that mental spot where you're all alone and where you came from, the city or your home, is a buffer zone. That zone between us and wilderness That is the zone we have to really, really think about. We have our protected areas, and uh, I don't see in the near future that those are going to change, but we need to think about those buffer zones, that area that is between our city, our town, our house, 
and wildlife and wilderness. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that, and I'd love to hear from you. So please call in at 1-866-472-5788 or send me an email at wildize at wildeyes.org. I'd love to hear from you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Wildlife. No wild, no life. Big, scary, beautiful. Predators are in danger. Without them, our rivers dry up. Our forests don't grow. Our communities go hungry. Our biodiversity crumbles. Wildlife drives our planet's ecosystems. The wild effect. It's in our hands. Ellie founded Wild Eyes Foundation because she loves Africa and to remind us that there are more harmonious and less destructive ways to live on our planet. She does this so we may be able to look inside ourselves and understand the deeper partnerships that connect us all and to take responsibility for our lives and our Earth. Africa is one of our last remaining wild places and the origins of humanity. It is irreplaceable. Africa is at a crossroads, on the brink of possibilities. We can choose to let its wildlife be lost forever, or we can help save it. In Africa, it is still possible to make a difference. Visit us at www.wildeyes.org to learn how you can make a difference. We only have one Earth. If we don't care, who will? W-I-L-D-I-Z-E dot O-R-G Streaming live The leader in internet talk radio VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to Ellie Weiss and Our Wild World We want to hear from you Call into the program at 1-866-472-5788 That's 1-866-472-5788. If you'd rather send us an email, please send it to wildeyes at wildeyes.org. That's W-I-L-D-I-Z-E at W-I-L-D-I-Z-E dot O-R-G. Now, back to our wild world. And welcome back and Merry Christmas. It's Christmas Eve Day. That means a lot to a lot of people, um, especially here in the U.S. It's, as I said before, um, it's Christmas isn't just a day. It's a state of mind. And that was a quote from the actor uh, Richard Attenborough, who uh, played Kris Kringle in the early version of Miracle on 34th Street. So what we're lurking, looking for is a miracle for 2013 planet Earth. And I think all of us can be a part of making that miracle happen. Uh, we're so used to thinking they will fix it, that why don't they do something about it? Well, who is they? Uh, let's put that in some quotation marks and capitalize it. They. Who is it? I'd say it's we. So whenever you talk about they, let's just take they out of the sentence and put we in there. What are we going to do about it? What can we do? What will you do? What do you want to do? What kind of planet planet do you want to have? We have only one Earth. If we don't care, who will? 
It's our job, folks. It's our job to make a difference on the way we want to live. If we don't like what we see when we walk out the door, then let's help change it. Uh, I was talking about buffer zones. Well, that buffer zone starts as soon as you walk out your door. Okay, some of you walk out your door into an elevator and go down 60 floors to the street. And then you have to drive another 20 minutes on a concrete and paved pathway to uh, get outside to what you feel is wild or earth or away from it all. So once we get into those buffer zones, which is when we reach the first forest or get out of the city or walk out our door, what do we want to have happen there? Do we want to interact with wildlife? Do we want a bear in our yard? Because that's what's happening. As we blur these boundaries between urban, suburban, rural, and wilderness, uh, it's getting a little weird. Um, I live up here in the Rocky Mountains. We have bears that come into town. They never used to do that, or they did it in small amounts because we didn't have that much garbage. We didn't have that big of a town. Uh, it's still a small town, 16 square blocks of a downtown area surrounded by the Aspen Snowmass Wilderness Area. So if you looked at it in total population numbers, there's more wildlife that lives here than people. Um, but this time of year, during the holiday time, our little town swells to over 45,000 people from a typical population of about eight to 12,000 in the valley um, or in the upper valley. So that puts a huge impact uh, on what's going out there in this wilderness area where our ski um, entertainment exists. So you'll see wildlife on the slopes. Um, I talked before about a little book called Don't Get Eaten. That gives you some great ideas of what to do when you encounter wildlife. It's available in uh, the hardcover, softback, or even on an ebook. Um, and it's a great little uh, anecdotes and imaginative stories and wildlife behavior and uh, modus operandi, your MO of what you should do when you meet wildlife. Because if we want to keep these buffer zones where we have wilderness and this place where we can go to get away from it all, turn off the electronics and just let our mind mingle with uh, the web that's around us, then we should also understand how to behave out there. Leave, leave your electronics at home. When you want to take a break and go for a hike, do just that. Go for a hike. Take a look at what's around you. Absorb it. Soak it up. Soak it in because it will do wonders, wonders for your your body, your mind, and your soul. And this is that time of year we start thinking about larger connections. And um, some of us think about our soul and what are we doing to feed our soul. And what will our soul feed back to this earth? What are we leaving behind? We can make that decision. And this is a great time of year, the end of one year, uh, the one that you've just finished and are putting to bed and hoping for a new year, a fresh start, a fresh way of being. We have so many hopes and expectations wrapped up in the end of a year, in the beginning of a new. And now we've got a Mayan calendar that ended and we've got a whole new world beginning 2013, what an incredible opportunity to make a change. Uh, instead of being depressed and crawling into a hole about all the um, difficulties and challenges that we're facing, let's take action. Let's turn our care into action. Let's get off our duffs and get on our feet and take a step and do something. We all can do 
something, one little thing, whether it's turning off your lights, unplugging your appliances, turning off your cell phone, talking to somebody, saying hello to your neighbor, making a connection at the gym and shaking hands and giving a smile and pay it forward. Um, make a donation to your favorite charity. Think about your favorite animal and see who's supporting its protection in its own natural habitat. Think about what you can do and all the things that are out there to do that you can become involved in uh, so that we can step out of this isolation, this lack of connection, this um, thought that the world has gone crazy around us. Well, if it has, it's because we've sort of let it do that. Um, we need to take some steps, um, each of us, every one of us, and start putting things right, whether it starts in your your home uh, for that day or your neighborhood or your community or the larger wild world around you. Let's put it right. Let's make a change. We're at a point where so many places around us are reaching tipping points. Uh, that's the point where once it's tipped, there's really... Um, no coming back to the way it was. It can come, come back. Um, it can always come back. I think Mother Earth will survive us all. But that sort of misses the point of us surviving with it. Um, if we think that far ahead to a planet without people, um, that's all fine and dandy. We're moot by that point. Um, what it is is that buffer zone between us and then. Uh, what kind of planet do we want to have? What kind of changes do we want to make? Um, it's, it's a new world. It's a new earth. It's a changing world and we can do something about it. Um, so of course I would say, uh, to take a look at our website, www.wildeyes.org. That's W-I-L-D-I-Z-E. Uh, we've got over 30 projects that we work with, grantees, that are funded by your support, people who have turned their care into action and have taken a step to do something that would make a difference today, not only in your world of feeling good that you've done something, but in our grantees' world that they are now able to accomplish something that they couldn't before your support. Uh, we work on a variety of projects from literally protecting wildlife habitat and species survival plans such as lions um, and uh, other African wildlife. We're also involved in some of, in, indirectly involved in some species conservation here in the United States working with mountain lions and desert bighorn sheep and the conflict between uh, those two animals, but the conflict between lions and cattle or sheep and goats in Africa. We're helping to protect our last lions on our world by um, getting them to dislike eating cows. And that's our condition taste aversion, which you can find out more about on our website. We also provide um, scholarship funding to needy students, exemplary students that have uh, just shine like golden stars out there that want to do so much. And I'm talking about African students who want to help change uh, what's going on in Africa, who want to become involved in the policies that their countries have regarding their wilderness and their wildlife. And who better to make those policies in Africa than Africans? So if we can help give them access to what they need, the education and the funding, then I, I personally think it's our 
responsibility to do so. In here in the West, we have the leisure time and the ability to um, enjoy. So uh, in, enjoy these things to go on safari. But th- let's think a little bit about those less fortunate um, who have to live with the conflicts of of living with wildlife, predatory wildlife. I think it's the West's responsibility at this point in time to help fund and bring uh, wildlife conservation uh, to the fore because as Africa moves forward uh, and climbs that economic ladder, we have to help them, and we can. Uh, I'd say we have to, and I'd say we have the ability and the responsibility to um, not to give them a choice to not go down the same path we took. Uh, if you look back at the turn of the century at the 1900s to the turn of the century at 2000, the difference in our wild world out there, the loss of habitats, the loss of species we faced here in the U.S., do we really want that to happen someplace else on Earth? Uh, polar bears, penguins, lions, elephants, um, I don't care what country, the Siberian tiger, the Indian tiger, the Asian lion. Do we really want to see the wildlife leave when we have learned so much to not have that happen? As our technology goes up more and more, we have so much capability to learn about all the species that are out there, to do the research, to understand how these animals function um, their emotional lives, how they communicate, how they perform their life in our ecosystem, in our wild world that makes our world better for us, our water, our forests, our land, everything we need to, to keep our survival going. So let's move forward and take some action. Let's get involved. Let's help save our earth. It's, let's take it out of the books and take it out of the politics and take it out of the newspaper and let's do something. Um, so I'd love to hear from you if you want to give a call in at uh, 866-472-5788 or drop me an email at wildeyes at wildeyes.org and check out our website. Take a look at some of the things we're doing, um, everything from animal research to supporting national parks to helping uh, scholarship students uh, in wildlife management and wildlife conservation to small community development to our African market, our Wild Ice Store African market. Um, we'll be right back after the break. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Wildlife. No wild, no life. Big, scary, beautiful. Predators are in danger. Without them, our rivers dry up. Our forests don't grow. Our communities go hungry. Our biodiversity crumbles. Wildlife drives our planet's ecosystems. The wild effect. It's in our hands. Ellie founded Wild Eyes Foundation because she loves Africa and to remind us that there are more harmonious and less destructive ways to live on our planet. She does this so we may be able to look inside ourselves and understand the deeper partnerships that connect us all and to take responsibility for our lives and our Earth. 
Africa is one of our last remaining wild places and the origins of humanity. It is irreplaceable. Africa is at a crossroads, on the brink of possibilities. We can choose to let its wildlife be lost forever, or we can help save it. In Africa, it is still possible to make a difference. Visit us at www.wildeyes.org to learn how you can make a difference. We only have one Earth. If we don't care, who will? W-I-L-D-I-Z-E dot O-R-G. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to Ellie Weiss and Our Wild World. We want to hear from you. Call into the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. If you'd rather send us an email, please send it to wildeyes at wildeyes.org. That's W-I-L-D-I-Z-E at W-I-L-D-I-Z-E dot O-R-G. Now, back to Our Wild World. And it's a Merry Christmasi, as we say in Swahili in Nairobi, or Farai Kwanzaa, uh, that's uh, Happy Africa, or Joyeux Noel, or um, Peace on Earth. It's that time of year where we spiritually connect to all those things that are much, much bigger than just us. Um, and it's a time of generosity. It's a time we think of what can we give back to our world, not just our wild world today, but our wild world of the future. Um, if we don't protect and um, be generous to our world today, then we're not going to have it in the future. It's that simple. We're all already heading to places, um, some points of no return, and we will lose some species, but that doesn't mean we have to lose any more or that we have to lose it all. So a picture of doom and gloom is silly. It's not going to get you anywhere. Um, Wild Eyes always likes to point out the incredible strides forward that we're making, and through your generosity, people like you listening to this show today um, our donors and our supporters make happen. As I've said before, uh, the projects are incredible work. Uh, the amount that's being done on the ground and the linkages that an organization like Wild Eyes can make with these projects and bring them uh, to you, bring Africa to you. And uh, without your generosity, without you, the donor, the contributor, the supporter, the person who cares, the person who decided to do something, the person who turned their care into action without you we can't do what we do so this is the time of year to be generous and if you've got that generosity um, not if you've got it if you've got some something to spare and you want to make a difference uh, wild eyes is always looking for your support so that we can uh, make these projects go further and make our wild world uh, a little healthier uh, live a little more in harmo- harmony uh, between what we do here in the West and what is happening in uh, Africa and other places where wildlife still lives. So if you care about wildlife, and I think most of us do, I, there's very few people I've met that don't enjoy watching a wildlife documentary, but in order to create those wildlife documentaries to have a subject to film, it needs to be there. And it's through your generosity and your care that helps maintain 
these animals on our planet. Um, these animals who we're the voice for. Uh, they need space, they need food, they need security, just like we do. But the one thing they don't have is the voice and the language that we can literally talk to and say, hi, how's it going? They can't do that. What they need is a place to roam. They need a place to be. They need a place to do what they do and help make our planet what it is for us today. So it's this, your generosity that helps make this happen. Um, I would wish for everyone to be able to see Africa in in person, uh, there in the dust, smelling the grasses, seeing the lion as uh, the mother the mother and the cubs get together around a kill. Yes, it was hard to watch the wildebeest die, but at the same time, that wildebeest is providing so much life for the lion and for the future of its family and its cubs. I would wish that everyone could step outside and get a taste of wilderness and get a taste of wildlife and see what it is like to be touched by the wild, to be touched by a cheetah that is has just jumped on your car, um, to have an elephant breathe in your face, to have a polar bear um, able to walk through your town, to have a bear in the tree outside, to have green, to have open space, to have and continue to hold our national forests and our uh, national parks in perpetuity as places reserved for that which is not just about us. Uh, we enjoy these places, and I would wish that everybody would have an opportunity to go to these places and see what it means to be a part of something bigger, something wild, something not of our human uh, contemporary, our human community, but of a wilderness and the animal community. And I guarantee you it will um, be unlike any experience you'll ever have. Uh, just touching the wild and being out there in the wilderness is an astounding, astounding experience. And uh, you come away changed. You come away um, simply not able to not think about uh, these animals and their magnificence and that they exist outside of us. They exist doing their own thing, and we were privileged to be a part of that. And we are privileged to be a part of it, and we are privileged to be able to help maintain it and keep it going for not only us today, but for our children and our children's children's children. Um, a lot of talk about the future, and um, some of us won't be around for the future there, but does that mean we shouldn't participate in ensuring that it's that it's there? Um I think it's our responsibility. I think it's our uh, responsibility as humans, as fellow species on this planet, that um, I'd say of all the species out there, we're the ones responsible for doing the most damage to our world and our wild world. And uh, that's going to hurt us in the long run. And in the meantime, it's it's sad. It's sad to watch the decline of everything around us, and it's overwhelming. But it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, we don't have to stop there at just being sad. We can take that step further and say, stand up and say, I care. I care, and I want a different world, and go about making it. Go about changing 
that which we don't like. If there's that old saying, if you're not a part of the solution, then you're part of the problem. And if you're just sitting on the fence, you're just taking up space. So I'm not asking everybody to go out there and live on the edge, but those who want to get involved, want to volunteer and want to do something, there is a place for you to do that. Um, there are organizations, Wild Eyes is one, that we can help connect you to a project where you can get involved. I'd say every child, if it were my world, I would say everybody over the age of 17 should step out of their home country, their home community, and go see how someone else lives, especially in an emerging world or a third world or a world that is not quite so um industrialized as ours. We can live without all this stuff. I'm not saying we have to go back to living in a cave. Our technology is good, but um, do we have the wisdom to use it all? So let's think about becoming, you know, the wise men of our world, um, the generosity to help protect our world, and the ability of turning our care into making the world we want to have. So um, we've been getting a lot of great listener feedback, emails, and not as many call-ins as I would like. I would love to hear from you. Um, uh, we're running out of time today, but I would love to hear an email or follow us on Facebook. Um, at Wild Eyes, like our page, share our page, uh, follow us on Twitter, follow us on our blog. At our on our website, we have our news and blog, um, and we'd love to hear from you there. You can sign up for our newsletter and stay up on all things Wild Eyes, which is not just about our projects, but giving information and letting you know what's going on out there in our wild world. If you're interested in being a guest on this show, please give me, uh, send me an email at wildeyes at wildeyes.org. That's W-I-L-D-I-Z-E. And the way that name came about, in case you're curious, is take what you see and turn it into action. Take our wild world and keep it wild. When you add an I-Z-E, you are making action. You are taking action. So wild eyes your world today. Visit our award-winning website. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, iRadio blog, and uh, tune in and listen to our show, Our Wild World. We'll be back next week. We have one more week until this 2012 can be put to bed. So I'd like to hear what your wish for 2013 is. So I look forward to hearing from you. And uh, I'm wishing you uh, the very merriest of Christmases, uh, a wonderful state of mind, a touch of wild, an ability to get out there, and if it's snowing where you are, listen to the snowfall. If um, people are celebrating and you got music going on, well, take a, take a moment and listen to your favorite music and step out and put your mind and your heart, your generosity and your soul into our wild world. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you again for joining us this week. Be sure to tune in next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Our Wild World with your host, Ellie Weiss, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think about living with wildlife during the coming week and what you can do right now. 